For today's episode of Africa Unveiled, we are going to talk about a subject that is near and dear to my heart. Like I mentioned in my first episode, my high school senior research was on corruption in Nigeria, and I started my political science thesis on corruption in Nigeria at MIT, which I unfortunately did not finish. My passion for the problem of corruption goes far beyond mere intellectual curiosity. It is truly a personal one for me. While I have not had the opportunity to live in Nigeria, I have heard the hundreds of horror stories surrounding corruption that have affected my aunts, uncles, and parents. I have begged my parents on multiple occasions to go to Nigeria, where I consider home, but they have consistently denied my requests because of safety concerns rooted in corruption. Not being able to see where my mother and father grew up to experience the most fundamental tenets of my culture in their rawest form has been one of the most lacking and troublesome parts to me in my life. That's why I am so passionate about this problem. Let's see if we can find a solution. The report we'll be looking at today is the 2019 Citizens' Views and Experience of Corruption report done by Transparency International and Afrobarometer. Corruption is generally defined as dishonest or fraudulent conduct by those in power, typically involving bribery. The first data point, or rather series of data points, I want to highlight are the percentage of people that think most or all people in certain institutions are corrupt. While 34% of people saw the president as mostly corrupt, 47% of people saw the police as mostly corrupt, and 36% of people saw business executives as mostly corrupt. While most people outside of Africa might view corruption as some higher level concept that is mostly relevant to the highest ranking officials, such as the president, corruption is really something that citizens have to interact with every day. I will talk more about bribery and the effects of bribery in the next section, but it is so abundantly clear that the police are wreaking havoc on citizens, and it is extremely unfortunate because the police are supposed to be doing the exact opposite. We should be careful, however, of concluding that people believe the police are more corrupt than, say, the president, because there are so many non-corruption-based factors that might skew these data points. A higher percentage of people interact with and think about the police on a day-to-day, especially thinking about lower-income people that might not have access to news and media where they talk about these higher-level political figures, but they definitely have exposure to police corruption every day. Additionally, when talking about any political figure, depending on the current political construction of the current constituents, people might skew positive on that figure if they represent the majority-favored party. The most interesting part of this set of data points is that only 16% of people believed most religious leaders are corrupt. Now, I know, both from reading and hearing about religious leaders both in the U.S. and Nigeria, that there are many religious leaders that are as corrupt, or in some cases more corrupt, than the president or police. And this corruption poses such a unique kind of danger because unlike the other groups mentioned, 
Religious leaders have a unique hold on the minds and souls of their constituents. This hold is what is simultaneously not allowing many people to observe the corruption that is happening right in front of them. Now, I'm not claiming all or even most political leaders are corrupt. I am, however, concerned with how far off that 16% number is from the other data points, and I am really concerned for the manipulation-based bias that likely is at the root. The second data point I wanted to dive into is that 25% of people who used a public service in the previous 12 months had to pay a bribe, which comes up to 130 million people in total. And that's a lot of people. In simple terms, bribery occurs when someone uses their relative position of power to force you to pay more for a particular good or service that you would not have had to pay as much for, or even in some cases pay for at all, in a non-corrupt situation. When it comes to bribery, I think there are major economic effects that very negatively affect society. Bribery simply makes everything more expensive. Let's say in a five-day work week, you're going to work and you expect the police to stop you for speeding two times every week and you will have to pay about $30 each time to avoid the trouble that will ensue if you choose not to pay. That is $60 each week and in a year that is $3,120 that could have gone towards other things and towards other purposes. For the person that doesn't have a lot of money, this is a massive economic strain that few rarely talk about. Now, I don't have the exact numbers on how frequently these occurrences happen and the general size of the bribes asked for, but what I do know is from this report, 36% of the poorest people and 31% of the moderately poor people have paid bribes for public services, while only 19% of the wealthiest have. Whatever the numbers are, this is disproportionately affecting the members of society that have the least ability to withstand this economic burden of bribery. On a higher level, bribery creates an adverse environment for economic growth. Bribery has become cultural for so many places, and so at the lowest levels of commerce and interaction, Bribery creates these massive inefficiencies that solely exist because of a history of corruption. How can a community, a nation, a country transition to a meritocracy where people receive societal rewards and input based on their merits and competencies if the path up the ladder is who you know, how much in bribes you can pay, and how willing you are to play into the corrupt game that is most of African politics? This corrupt mindset of bribery just needs to be cleansed if African countries are to continue to develop in a healthy way. The last and final data point is that 53% think ordinary people can make a difference in the fight against corruption. And while I don't have numbers on this upcoming claim, I suspect and honestly hope that this number skews towards the younger members of the population. With this number, 67% fear retaliation if they report corruption. I challenge people in tech in Africa to continue to think about and innovate on this problem. While there are many, many hurdles to providing a clean solution for this, 
we need to continue to think critically of how we can allow people the ability to report instances of corruption and corrupt people in an anonymous way where claims can be validated and the technology can't be misused for dishonest social attacks on different leaders and people. The main thing about this finding that really makes me happy is that a lot of people, the majority of people, have not lost hope in this war against corruption. I was particularly shocked at this finding after hearing my parents so frequently talk about how it's a lost cause and we just don't understand because we've never lived there and we're just too young. And ultimately, I don't blame them. I can't even start to imagine how psychologically difficult it is to have any optimism in a solution if for all your life you have seen the problem as an immutable part of your existence. We, the youth, however, are privileged to not be under the psychological hold. We don't just believe in a better future, we are the better future. We will increasingly have our voices heard in politics through our voting and advocacy, and one day we will be the world leaders. We have to choose now how we will shape our futures and consequentially the world's future. Will we continue to hold business and political leaders to the highest standards and then when we do become these leaders, maybe sooner than we might expect, will we hold ourselves accountable to those same standards? That, in my opinion, will determine whether we can truly solve corruption in Sub-Saharan Africa. And I think we can definitely do it. shall overcome we shall overcome we shall Some day.